Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Alex. Welcome back to Gray Area, and we're here today with Keys and Crates. What's up, guys? How are you? What up? How you doing? We're good. Good. Um, are you guys uh, speaking to us from Canada today? We are. Yes. We're at our studio in Toronto right now. Um, yes. It... I imagine that working as a collective, as opposed to working as like an individual person making music, um, can be both difficult and also really fun. You have three heads, so that means more ideas, but more ideas can sometimes be a bad thing. How do you guys like figure out, like, is there like a scorched earth theory about what you guys do? Do you guys, like, if one person doesn't like something, is it like Nick's? How do you guys like work together and figure out how to even put together like you guys did an album? You've done you guys have done an album. How do you put together an album with three heads? I mean, I think our first goal is to get everybody to be excited about it. Like right. the three of us to be excited about every single part of every single song. That's always like the primary goal. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes that doesn't always happen, but. Uh, two of us are very sure, and one of us is like unsure. We tend to move forward on stuff, but we tend to try to get everybody to be excited. And if one person isn't excited, at least they're like cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, I get it. Maybe it's not my thing, but I get it, kind of thing. If some, if one person has like a problem where they're like, I just, I don't think this sounds right will generally that'll we'll work on it until they at least think it sounds right you know what i mean fair enough that yeah. makes sense mm -hmm. um so i do want to talk about your more recent work because you guys have always been associated with i mean i don't want to say this i don't want to say this definitively but you've always kind of been associated with bass music mm -hmm. or hip-hop hip-hop leaning electronica mm -hmm. um and but you have always had a kind of multi-genre approach to your work, but original classic last year was kind of like your first large-scale adventure mm -hmm. into house music. Mm -hmm. And then this totally. last EP, you guys leaned into it all the way. Mm -hmm. Um what inspired this change in direction? I think like you wanna talk about it or no, go ahead. I mean, I think like a temp there's a lot of things like I think we we really like first of all we've always been around it it's not yeah. new it's not like something it's also always kind of been there for us a little bit like mm -hmm. if you listen to even our trap stuff there's elements of like house music in it the way we chop stuff some of the right. samples that we used yeah were like like defected samples like treat me right was like a gospel house disco gospel house kind of sample right um so it doesn't like for first of all for us it doesn't feel that crazy but we also know that the house world is like well you know like are you making house music right now and we're like yeah we're doing this you know so right. we get that um yeah i think for us it was like an energetic thing like the 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 place that i think the place that we want to be at is playing this kind of music and that's what we've come to like and we you know we've just been kind of naturally going back to a lot of 90s stuff, like a lot of Armin Van Helden and Masters at Work stuff from the 90s. And like, we just like love how it's it's seamlessly dancey. Uh, there's, there's like hip hop elements to the production in terms of like layering drums and like using drum breaks and chopping samples. Like 
it feels very hip hop to us in a way that um, kind of nothing else does in dance music. Like, and I guess house music is very broad, but I guess I'm speaking specifically to like things that get us excited. Um, it yeah. feels a way to make like a way that we can make dance music that feels like it has a lot of soul to us, mm. but can still like hit really hard and have a lot of energy. So I think it's like a kind of an, an energetic pocket thing for us more than anything. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like like the New York style of house music that's that where the origins of the more soulful house music comes from really was born of the same the same space as hip hop was. Like a lot of that's a lot of the same techniques back then were being used on both sides. They just kind of branched off in two separate directions. Totally. And like those guys were making rap like Louis Vega made INC Ride by Master Ace. Like they were dabbling, you know, Armin Van Helden was doing bonus beat 90 BPM stuff. Like right. those guys were all dabbling in production. Like Nervous Records was like doing house and, and you know, they were doing like, you know, at Masters at Work and then they were doing like Mad Lion, <laughs> you know, at the same time. Right. Like Black Moon. And it's like, that's kind of like, I, you know, I was, we're older, like, you know, I was going to the record stores in the, the 90s. And and these guys were going to those kind of parties that kind of came out of that. And right. the record stores in the 90s here, I'm sure a lot like New York, like you'd walk in and it's like Masters at Work record, like Souls of Mischief, like and it's just seamlessly all playing. And you're sort of like, even if you played the hip hop clubs, you're still buying house records because right. you would just hear stuff and you're like, oh, that's fire. Like, I, I need that. You, you didn't say fire back then. You said dope. But, uh, <laughs> but, but like it all came from the same place, like stuff that would make you scrunch your face up, made you scrunch your face up. Um, and, uh, and, and there's a lot of music like that. Like we like love like so much music, like we're just music fans. Um, so I think like, yeah, it's um, it yeah, it's it's interesting. Like the hip hop house thing, like it just it that's always just been a no brainer to us. But I know that that's not a no brainer to everybody, you know. No, absolutely not. Um, I think it's interesting you talk about you being just music fans because I think that's pretty clear in the way that you sample. Yeah. Um, and you your approach to sampling, it has this like very dusty like hip hip hop slant to it, yeah. and you've brought that back into house music in a way that you know that that hasn't been done in like a really long time i feel like house music has gotten and dance music as a whole has gotten really overproduced yeah. um and what you guys are doing right now is kind of putting that soul and that little bit of like dirt back into it yeah, where nice. it feels like and i think it's maybe because you're a band so it sounds a little bit more natural mm -hmm. can you talk about a little bit about that and like what's your sampling process like how do you guys how are you digging Oh, how are we not digging? Yeah, <laughs> Just, I mean, everywhere. Scouring the net. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not rip. We're not. We're not going to the record store. No, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's we're, the one thing we're not doing. Yeah, we're 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 on YouTube and and Tracklib and uh, and Spotify and like any you know Just, any anywhere you can find stuff. You know, Splice. Like yeah. yes, whatever. Like we're we're completely not precious about. Um, where we sample from, provided we can like clear, clear it and it. get away with it, obviously. <laughs> you know, there that's it whole, is. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, but, you know, like we gravitate, I think, 
more so than because I think everybody's kind of sampling from YouTube and all these same places. We're not giving away any kind of sauce here. You know, it's no, like, no. kind of doing that. I think, you know, for us, we gravitate towards certain things like we love, you know, big female vocals, you know, like the Say You Love Me vocals are a great example, you know. Yeah. Um, the get up sample, like we love stuff with um, orchestration and like kind of that, like that's that was kind of like a Philly soul sample that we flipped kind of more French style, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, like it just and then the the get up sample or whatever, like that was a separate thing. And, and so like that's very old school because it's like using different samples, kind of doing a collage sample collage sort of thing. And it feels more dense. Um, it feel like that feels like kind of, yeah, very like, like an older spirit to us. Um, I know we just have certain things that we like, like certain textures and instruments and vocal performances. I think that we all gravitate towards, like when we hear a vocal sample, like I know these, like if I hear a certain kind of vocal sample, I know these guys are going to like it. You know what I mean? And, and vice versa with them, you know, like we just all kind of have a similar taste and, in samples and sounds and stuff, you know? I love that. Yeah. Um, can you guys take me back to like your first interactions with house music and what that was like? I mean, for me, it was in the record stores. Um, it was, it was very much like going to the record stores cause I was going to buy hip hop. Um, I was like a scratch DJ as a young yeah. kid. And then I would be hearing like the guy in the record store playing like demoing records for people and it'd be like strictly rhythm stuff or like nervous stuff. Um, and, and I would just be like, oh man, this is amazing. And then I would start, and then like, cause I, I was probably going to record stores before I was even going to clubs. And then I started going to clubs as an underage kid. <laughs> and, and then I would hear like the guy come on and do like a, a house set. And then a guy come on later and do a hip hop. Like they would do that stuff all the time here. It was right. They, they very much, or there would be like a house room and a hip hop room. Hip hop room, yeah. So I would, I would kind of. That's kind of how I got introduced to it. Was like in the kind of like mid nineties, like ninety four, ninety five, when I was like buying records and like starting to, as an underage kid go to clubs, you know. But yeah. also we had like very mainstream stuff, which I'm sure you got exposed that's, to. That's that's more what I was exposed to, like Electric Circus and stuff. Yeah, Electric Circus. Yeah, which was amazing. Do you know about Electric Circus? No, this is this is new to me. I am my knowledge of the Toronto scene is is quite limited. So tell me all about it. Tell them about Electric Circus. Uh, it's like a our kind of version of MTV was like much music in yeah, Toronto. Yeah. And oh. We used to have like a party on. Well, it was like a live a live televised show it was like a live televised yeah, dance party a dance party where they would yeah. like you would go and they would just film like literally film a like a dance party yeah but they would have special guests they would have they would Spe have like special yeah. performances they would have like dance dance uh like acts of the time perform and they would also have a, a weekly dj set yeah where the DJ oh whoa play for like he'd get like five to ten minutes on the air the rest of the time they were basically airing music videos yeah, sinking it, not really sinking it, just, just like going to people, dancing. going to people dancing to whatever the DJ was playing, um, which because and it I guess it worked because it was all around the same tempo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, they would always have like amazing like de like local cats or cats from out of town that were coming in to play here and stuff. So you would see like a DJ set on TV, and it was hosted by this uh, 
foxy lady named Monica Diol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like, and that was cool. I mean, they, there was cool, like, they were playing, like, underground house at, yeah. on there. So, like, I'm sure you got exposed like that, right? Yeah. And I wasn't even really listening for that at the time. Yeah. I was primarily more in like rock bands and stuff like that so but when i would go out to the clubs that's what was playing so i was exposed to it but not really yeah kind of taking it in well how did the three of you all end up together then if because it sounds like you all inhabited a similar world in a way but you all come from different backgrounds musically very different yeah. yeah well matisse matisse and i were playing and we started we went to college together and then uh, we started playing in kind of like R&B, funk, and soul bands. Yeah. Um, and then we were playing in a band, just the two of us, and that's when we met Greg. Matisse met Greg. Mm-hmm. They started doing like kind of like a DJ keyboard, mm-hmm. kind of a little like jam. Yeah. And then yeah. I came in, Matisse brought me in, and then we kind of got into a rehearsal room and just started putting drums underneath the keyboard and turntable jam. And it was like more like yeah, like flipping old hip hop samples yeah. and and soul samples and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. You guys said you were a remix band at some point, or <laughs> yeah, I yeah, saw we that like, we were like a live remix cover band. That's how yeah. we started. Like we weren't even making our own music, and then we kind of just hit a ceiling with that, where we wanted to have our own music, and like we just thought about like what would it be like if we had our own stuff that we were playing and like the crowd was dancing to that instead of like covers you know and then that's we just kind of learned to produce together and and did that and then our our setup became more electronic because we kind of like the whole like trap music thing happened and that was like right. really exciting to us cuz we were like oh like we get to play like rap beats but like instrumental and people are like freaking out and having a good time to them. This is like a great forum for us. Yeah. So then everything we get like tunes triggers became like electronic and stuff. Right. And it became more, everything became more, you know, big and uh, electronic sounding. Um, and we became like essentially like a dance act, you know? Right. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. And then, you know, we did that and um, you know, we, we, I, I think the trap scene, got it went in a direction that was a, it didn't speak to us anymore like when it started it was it felt really fun and it had the spirit of stuff we really like and then it yeah. got more it got harder and like more aggressive and like less fun and then we were kind of like it left us sort of starting to dive into other music and you know that's kind of where how we ended up here is because we were just like naturally like we're like we love like making people dance and but like we need to do it another way like that kind of speaks to maybe where we're at as people more you know yeah you're following the soul following the soul yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) i like that well because i said it um um well i think it's you know that's a really interesting progression that you guys have all followed on. You guys are like, you guys became producers together and you guys have all followed, like, you guys have, like, diverged your paths. Um, and you've occupied this really unique space where you're able to work in multiple worlds at once because you're a band and you're not a DJ. You're not DJs or a, a one singular DJ thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've always been built with, uh, with bass music acts. Um, can you talk a little bit about 
that duality of being able to navigate within different scenes. Like in terms of um, just being able to like you're you were in bass music and now you're doing like you were in hip hop you're kind of in hip hop and now you're in house music and you're a live act but you also but you also you know, you also kind of like fit into this DJ realm but in a different way can you talk about being able to just kind of being able to be in these different spaces all at once right. Well, that's not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we've we've never yeah. really fit into anything. Yeah, that's you know? that's been the one thing is that you know it was really when the trap thing came in, they were kind of like, "You're a trap band." And we're like, "Really? Okay, I guess I guess we fit into that space because we've always kind of." Yeah, I mean, when you start dabbling in a lot of different styles, I feel like you know, unless someone claims you as theirs, you kind right? Of float between, and it has its. Uh, yeah, there's there's good and bad about that. Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think like we've never really feel like we fit into anything. You know, like we, we definitely like when we were playing the bass music festivals, we were always like, you know, I'm cast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like I think there was something like early on in the trap stuff when we were doing a lot of like the Mad Decent stuff. It felt like the music more spoke to us and we, and we, but we still felt like different just cause we were like the, always the only, like we would do all those like mad decent block parties and tours and we would be like the only act that was like doing live shit. So we just felt right. like we we're just like, Oh, this is weird. Like we're, you know, like people, you know, we're having to worry about all this like band stuff and you just see like DJs and they were all like so calm and relaxed. Cause they just like, all I had to do was like plug some, some USB stick in and like, they're just, they're just like they're like oh I just like finished this I'm just like play this right now you know and we're like oh I don't know it takes us like a, two weeks to get a song into our set you know because we have to rehearse it so it right. always felt it always felt like weird like that um, but you know I don't know we just uh, we've never really felt like we fit in and I don't think that's ever even been a thing for us like you know I don't even think that's we we just kind of you know we we always know that we're going to be kind of doing all these different things. Like even like we write music, like, you know, we've been writing all this house music lately, but we're working with like not house vocalists. Like we're working with like R and B and soul vocalists. Cause those are the kind of vocals we like. So a right. lot of people like some of them, like when we go to London and stuff, like a lot of them, their parents listen to house music. So they already get it. But like in LA, a lot of them are like, this is the first time they've ever made a house record. And they haven't listened to much house, so it's How like cool. you're, we we kind of move in in different scenes. We're used to moving through different scenes and being like a little bit of the outsiders everywhere because you know we'll work with like R and B and soul vocalists, but we're not really R and B producers. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you know you know we'll you know even in house music like I don't know like we're kind of still new to it. I feel like this EP and the album we're about to do is yeah. really going to cement our footing in having made house music, you know? And and we're seeing, like, this new record that we just put out, like, the Say You Love Me is is getting mad, like, house DJ support. Like, huge, all these guys, Jamie Jones and all the, like, Mark Knight and all these guys are supporting, and we're like, oh, that's so crazy. And, you know, I don't know what cements you somewhere where you feel, like, not an outsider. Because we've <laughs> I, never I had mean, that. Oh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Well, there's two things you you kind of, you're saying there. Like one, I think one thing that'll cement you is having some of the people that have been doing this for a really long time playing your music. Yeah. But also, 
the entirety of dance music historically has been made up of outsiders anyways. So right. that's, that's kind of like, that's just kind of the space that all of us operate in. We were all kind of the weird kids that listened to weird music and danced in dark rooms all of the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know, it's an outs, it's an outsider sport that we're playing in, right. but, right. but I mean, the fact that you guys have been able to ma make this transition transition so smoothly and then also get the support of people that are that that are that have been doing this for a really long time is just is fantastic and just really remarkable. How does it make you feel to just be like to get that kind of acceptance so so quickly? Great. I mean, I you know, it's, it's I don't even I I'm re we're I think we're reluctant to say it's acceptance because yeah. it's like weird because all we're just seeing like oh these people are supporting your record and it's like oh cool I've, we've never met them. Or like, we don't even know what that, like, you know what I mean? It's like, do you meet them? And they're like, they're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think I played your record. Or, or are they like, whoa, I'm playing your record all the time. Like we don't even know what that feels like. So we just see on paper, it's like all these people are, are playing it. So hopefully that means acceptance, you know, and, and you know what, and it is what it is. I think we're just going to make the music, you know, and we believe, we really believe in, in the music that we're making right now. So over and above everything, like we're just gonna make it and we're gonna deliver it and we're gonna play it. And if that's what I love to hear. That's great, that's I, all that I mean, matters. Know, you know, at the yeah. end of the day. But I know house music is this thing where it's like it's it's it it is a bit of a precious environment because uh, I think for just historical like legitimate reasons, you know what I mean. And um, and we're we are like sensitive to that, you know. Like I know people will just be like, "I'm gonna make house now," and like it's like and and people that have been making house for a long time are like, you know, ch chill. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people can recognize though when that that like transition comes from a genuine place. Nice. Um, and you're from after hearing what you've said about it, it sounds like it definitely is. Like this is something that this happened naturally it happened organically and to happen organically between three people all at the same time is really kind of remarkable yeah yeah um you talked about your your next album which is crazy that you're talking about your next album because you just released one last year um nice. <laughs> what's that what is that gonna look like it's uh we're leaning into the the house yeah. thing more and 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 energy like very energetic very fun and very like clubby right yeah like everything just yeah feels... we just want to be able to play everything yeah we want to be able to play everything like i, I think our last album um it was flirting with many styles mm -hmm. but i think yeah. a lot of the stuff ended up being hard for us to play ultimately um and i think this album everything is like meeting the like oh yeah like we're excited to play this test which for us like we're realizing is like kind of the best internal a and r test ever because it's so objective you know what I mean? Yeah. Would yeah. we play this? Yeah. Would it's, we play it? It's not like, yeah. do you like this song? Yeah. Because like when you're making stuff that's like hybrid electronic and leans pop, like the three of us, our tastes can like differ a little bit within that. Like not in terms of like the overall big picture, but maybe song to song, we might be like, oh, I really like this one. I like this one more. You know what I mean? But it's like with like the, the sort of club test, it's like, would we play this? We're all we're always on the same page yeah. about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, this like, would we play this in our set? Would we want people to know that this is us <laughs> and is going to rock the crowd? You know, <laughs> it's like it's so binary and in a great way. So, 
that's such a it's such a weird place for you guys to be in after doing what you were doing what uh, the other thing that you were doing for so long because you're kind of forcing yourself to think like DJs collectively. For sure, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we are DJing now. Like we've been DJing the past few years, which has helped come to this. You know, I think yeah, because we were when 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 DJing, we've been playing many things. We've been playing our old music and working it in with new, new music and like the hybrid pop electronic stuff. And then the house influence stuff. And then like bringing in house and like seeing how that feel and doing all this stuff and like really finding ourselves as, as a dance act in a way, you know? And uh, so we really know what that feels like to DJ and like to want to, to, to play the music that we want to play that feels like it represents Mm -hmm. us energetically as people and then we're like, well, all the music we make has to feel like that. And that, that becomes like a way easier thing to a target to hit, I think, than yeah. do we like this pop song, you know? Right. It's like, because that's just like so, it, it becomes so subjective, you know? 100%. Yeah. I love it. So before we get into the speed round, I always like to end on this question. And it's what excites you about the future of dance music? dance music in general i mean i guess i'm excited about us doing this you know like i'm excited about us being able to have our take on this and we just have so many ideas and and ways that we think we can contribute and also we have so much to learn and and we're excited to just like learn stuff and like every day we were listening to new and old music and and getting ideas and i think just like hearing like new producers do crazy things and, and have new ideas and then like, listen, listen to classic stuff and, and realize like re-realize why it's classic, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's just exciting. Like, it's just like, we just enjoy doing this every day, you know? So like, I I guess we're excited about us doing it, you know, it's just great. I love it. Um, so are you guys ready for some weird questions? Sure, sure. All right, so let's start off with an easy one. What was your first thought this morning? Oh, I'm not going to have a car to get to the studio. Oh, no. <laughs> My tongue hurts. I have a canker, I have a canker oh. sore. I know, I know. I have a canker <laughs> sore on the bottom of my tongue. I woke up and I was like, ah, oh, and it hurts. And I was like, ah, oh, this, this is annoying. <laughs> I've asked that question at least 20 times now, and those are probably two of the most bizarre answers thank you thank you for that (laughs) um so there's a lot of strange foods that come out of uh out of uh, canada poutine delicious ketchup chips pickle chips but all bizarre things what 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 is your favorite thing that that's purely canadian i really i mean i love ketchup chips personally i'm a huge ketchup chip fan I mean, I love poutine. Um, I I don't that's, eat I don't eat it a lot, but no, yeah. But that's purely Canadian. Yeah, yeah that's purely Canadian. Yeah. What else is what else is what else is purely Canadian? Like I don't know. I think I just named the only three. Back bacon purely Canadian. Um. Oh, or like like like, like pea bacon. That's technically yeah. Canadian. Like can, people call that like Canadian bacon. But you guys just call it bacon. Well. Well, there, we have two types. We have, we have your bacon, your like, bacon, and then we have like we call it female bacon. Actually. Female bacon. We don't even call it yeah. Which is like the leaner bacon. Um, 
But yeah, like I don't know. Other than that, it's like the truly Canadian dishes like are few. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm sure there maybe there are, but like I don't know. Maybe because we grew up in like Toronto, which is like a big international city, and we just right we just get food from around the world. I think yeah, that's like mainly what we get. But poutine is delicious. Poutine and, is absolutely delicious. Um, I can see why you don't eat a lot of it though, because how much cheese curd could you actually consume? Yeah. Without it becoming a problem. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll, I will say this. Sh- Schwartz's Deli in Montreal, which is like a, a Montreal Jewish like deli. Yeah. Is best, like, is one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. Like, it would go into my top 10 things of, like, things I've ever eaten. And it's like, a, it, I mean, they're, it's like all the New York kind of delis. Yeah. Delis, but, like, it's better. It is the best one that I've ever had. It's insane. There you go. That's your answer right there. Yeah. Um, would you rather never be able to hear your favorite song again or be forced to play your least favorite song in every set you play? I would choose never play favorite song ever again. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could, I could do, do that too. Cause yeah. I've, I've, I have a lot of favorite songs, yeah. so I could like, you know, you you can let go of one. I yeah. can let go of one. Yeah, not to hear the yeah. worst. <laughs> not to hear the worst one in every set. That sounds, that's awful. That's an awful yeah. question. <laughs> that's the whole point. Opie's <laughs> choice. <laughs> Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Whisper, whisper. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Biggie. I don't even like Tupac. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Hot take. I was just I was just talking to somebody else that, that agrees. Um, I'm from California, so I guess people will say I'm contractually obligated to like Tupac. But I'm going to tell you something. I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I think more people agree with me than will say. But I think he I th- has social significance that prevents people from speaking on it. But like yes. the way people make fun of different rappers, like they're like and and reduce them and dismiss them. Yes, he is the easiest person to do that with. <laughs> like I, by a landslide, it's crazy. I just don't think he's that great. Yeah, lyrically, it's not. Eh, eh. I don't even think he's in the the top hundred rappers. Like I don't. No. I don't even think it's like. I like the the whole like top five thing. I don't even think he's mentionable. Like I think he's just a guy with a lot of social significance. That's my yes. opinion. I hope a lot of people from California don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Greg's does not reflect that of Keith and Greg. It's not. It's not. Tune actually loves Tupac. I love Tupac. He actually had the the bandana on before he came in. Before, oh yeah, backwards everything. 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 All right. Next question. If I looked at your recently played tunes on Spotify, what would you want to hide from me? Nothing. I wouldn't. Nothing. I I wouldn't hide anything. I'm not ashamed of anything. No. I listen to. I don't I, I don't really like when people are like, do you have a guilty ple-? like I don't think there's anything I listen to that's like I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm embarrassed of, you know, if anything, I feel that. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. No, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Even if it's even if it's like a little weird or even like 
basic. It's okay. Music's music. Yeah. I mean, great. I mean, a lot of basic music is incredible. I mean, absolutely. You know, everything is defensible too. You know, like if you, if you love it, it's, you can defend it, you know? I had a year where Alanis Morissette was my top played Spotify artist, and I'm not sure why. But There's nothing wrong with that. Somebody else okay. in the house was playing. At- <laughs> no, no, it was. I, I will readily admit that it was me listening to Jagged Little Pill on repeat for some reason. I'm not sure if it was nostalgia or what, but I really was getting back into that album. I love that album. Yeah, I love I mean, that album. It's actually one of the best rock albums ever. Yeah, with Glenn Ballard producing. Yeah, it. fucking fantastic. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um. <laughs> Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song that you hear? Dance. Yes. Yes. I love it. What sound or noise do you love? Ooh. That's a... What sound or noise? Like, like kind of like a broad thing, like, or like a very specific thing. It could be either one. Like, I love, like any sound that sounds like a, it's like a dance hall sound effect <laughs> like anything that, oh the echoey real big any, echoey anything that sounds like it could come from that genre of things like a like an air horn or like an air raid siren or like anything that sounds like it's to hype up a, a tune you know <laughs> like i love love that like a a, la- a weird laser that goes you know like <laughs> Or like you a, like ear, you like ear candy. I love ear candy. We yes. love ear candy. We love ear candy so much. We used to put way too much of it in our music. It was all. <laughs> it was all ear candy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. We we still use ear candy, but like way more sparingly now. Yeah. <laughs> do you have the Do you have the air horn sample like on one button of the mixer though? Like no, and I, one... I did. We I, I used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about for our odd soul party. I, I'll t- say this on here is I was thinking about bringing out like one of the old Roland samplers and just, and, uh, just filling that with hair with, 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 with like dance hall sound effects and also like um, like a drop from like your mom or something. Being like all <laughs> his mom's got like an amazing voice. She actually, if you hear like a a Brit, like a British female voice saying keys and crates on like our really early stuff or like, yeah. So there's like some laughing, like a eerie kind of like laughing. That's that's actually his mom. We sampled, <laughs> and uh, she just has like a great voice, and she's like a really like just like funny, like charismatic woman. <laughs> so he would like he'd like record her, just do like a half an hour of like recording her, and she would just be like taking the piss out of him the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like we'll just take that part, those parts. Yeah, and then we would chop it she's up. Actually, yeah. yeah, the last track of our album, she her as well oh yeah yeah on that album when she was like um what what, what did she say she was like is that it or something is that it is that all <laughs> said, i like it i like it yeah, yeah oh i love this yeah yeah i love this yeah. um what's worse random people you haven't spoken to in years hitting you up for guest list or a hangnail Ooh, Ooh. a hangnail because i think yeah I mean, yeah, I would say the hang now. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. That's more annoying. Usually the they last a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can ignore whoever. Yeah. This is true. I mean, that is the advantage to the DM, is you 
I would take a Punisher in a green room, room is the, that that might be the worst. That might be that that might be worse than a hangdale. Yeah. Like when they're in person and they're cornering you and talking about how their brother used to play the drums. Oh. Yeah. Or like <laughs> they, they or like they thought about producing but just never did it because it was too oh. hard. And it's like oh. man, just it's tough. You're right. That is way worse than either of those other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and last question, finish this sentence. House music is groovy, fun, <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us today. Um, was this was here. a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for fun to us. talk to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're from California. I am. I live in Oakland. Um, okay. our company's based in New York. Yep. But I am the sole person on the West Coast. Oh, word. Cool. Oakland's, yeah. Oakland's dope. I love the Bay Area, man. It's my favorite place in the world. Um, yeah. And it's prohibitively expensive, but I don't see myself living anywhere else. I know, I know, I know. I mean, everywhere good is prohibitively expensive now, so, you know. Yeah, I've, like, people have always suggested, like, why don't you move to someplace, like, less expensive? Like, even if you moved, like, an hour outside of of the city or two hours. And I'm like, yeah, but then I would live in that other place yeah. and yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Or would it be like uh, Fresno or something like that? People have like suggested like Tracy, Tracy. which is yeah. Tracy is like an hour or hour and 40 minutes East. Yeah. Cause there's like a lot of people buy big houses there for really cheap. Yeah. But then you're, you're in Tracy yeah. and it's like, That's yeah, I'm, then I'm living in the Valley and it smells like cow poo. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, cool. Um, when we come out your way, you got to come come out to a set, come hang. Out. Absolutely. So the first time I saw you guys live was at um at a show in Richmond, at like this at it was called Audiotistic. It was an Insomniac show. This was like I maybe it was like ten years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to see you guys come out uh, come out again. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Man. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time out to speak to me. This was a lot of fun, and I'm a huge fan of your music and have been for a long time, so this was extra special for me. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Good Thanks. to talk. Yeah, good to chat. Good to talk. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. Okay. All right. Man. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, All righty. Yeah.